0: Hey everyone, this last year has been rough for all of us. Many of us have lost family and income. As essential workers, we at Dead Savage have set aside a portion of our stimulus checks to help you. We're looking for three families or individuals who have been adversely impacted by COVID 19.
1: If you or someone you know is in need of help, please contact us at come to thinkofit at yahoo.com or at coffee, cream, and convo at yahoo.com and tell us your story or their story. We'll pick three families or individuals to receive a $200 Visa gift card to give it a little extra push to fight against the struggle. We want to help you.
0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee, Cream, and Convo. How y'all doing? So last week, we talked about cults, we discussed the bite model, which you guys may remember is the parameters of what makes a cult a cult. Mm -hmm. We talked about how they operate, their modus operandi, that's right, their MO, and the people who can get caught up in a cult, which ultimately can be anyone.
1: Pretty much anybody if you're not paying good enough attention.
0: Right. So today we have a special guest. Welcome, welcome.
2: Hello. This is Grace. (laughs) Hi.
0: And she's here today to talk to us about a cult. Yes. That's going to work out real well with that uh, last episode. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. It ties in perfectly. And I'm so excited to have you here with us today, Grace. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell us about the organization that you were involved in.
2: So, wow, yeah. Weird to even start sometimes. But it was a ministry Mm -hmm. um, for women and children That my, I guess you would say my hometown, a pastor found for my mom because she just needed like a break from life. And then she went there for three months with my littlest brother and ended up, they convinced her somehow to bring me and my other two brothers with her to this organization, which is located in Warren County in New Jersey. And I'm from like near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area.
1: That's a big, big drive there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. How did you guys get from Pennsylvania to
0: New Jersey? How did that happen?
2: So um, the family we were with had no choice. They were like our temporary guardians, but they had no choice but to bring us to our mom because our mom was saying to bring us over. So no matter how many times they tried to convince her that it wasn't good for us or anything like that, it didn't matter. she was adamant. I would be crying on the phone, it didn't matter. like she would she my mom was stuck on with the director, who was a female was telling her, which was that her kids needed to be with her because God said so and it was in the Bible. Wow. So no matter how sad or like even verbally abusive or anything my mom was, they didn't care about that. They just said the Bible said we need to be with our mom. Hmm. Did
1: did your guardians know what kind of place it was that they were taking you to? Like no. did they know how it was structured or anything?
2: No, actually they didn't and they feel really bad to this day. They um just are like we're so sorry. We had no idea that it was this kind of a place. They even tried to contest contact us while we were there and they wouldn't even tell me that they were trying to call me or write me letters they wouldn't give me the letters they wouldn't tell me anyone was calling for me they put me on a blackout where i couldn't speak to anyone when i was there for at least it was supposed to be 30 days. They extended mine to three months because wow. I didn't want to be there. Whoa. Uh, and okay, so they took it away from That's me longer. A big,
1: a big control move right yeah. there. Yeah. It was the
2: director and my mom working together saying, we don't think you're ready. You can't read letters or have anything from your friends because you don't have a good attitude and you don't want to be here. So you can't talk to them.
1: What were they afraid would happen? What were they afraid of happening by you talking to
0: outsiders?
2: I think that they would know that they were trying to get us to come home and they didn't want us to be oh, convinced to go home.
0: So you had to keep up the facade that everything was all good?
2: No, I cried every day. I didn't care who no, was I mean watching. No,
0: outsiders. You had to make them think that everything was oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yes, only because we would only be able to speak to either my aunt or maybe the person I lived with sometimes because mm-hmm. he wasn't family. They weren't family. And they would be monitoring the entire phone call that wow. sounds like prison yeah, yeah. so yeah, like a work camp or something like even us as the kids like we weren't technically in the program like what did i do i didn't yeah. do anything to deserve to be in a rehab but i was treated like i was i got my cell phone taken and me and my i was 15 going on 16 at the time leaving my high school my friends my wow. colleges i was looking at my i was in music trying to do that and lost my music teacher my mentor everything
0: wow everything So let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about the organization of itself. Right. How did your mother get involved in it? What was the purpose for being Um,
2: there? Yeah. So like she went to church and had a lot of people that helped her. She was a single mom her whole life. So I guess she was just in this depression and they found this place for her. Uh, It was supposed to be just a Christian place. Get away and go be by yourself and maybe get better with your depression and hold on to your religion type of thing and get better. Okay. And they didn't know it was going to be a place that was like a cult that would keep you there for years. My mom so stayed that, there for six years.
1: They they worked under the, the guise of helping women in need. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Women and children in need. Either you're homeless or maybe your husband died or you were like abused in some way or just you were from jail. We were around all kinds of crazy yeah. people. They were wow. on drugs. Which is scary. Could I can imagine. I mean,
1: you know, crisis comes in many forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine they're too picky about who they bring in there.
2: No. No, I think they just because you literally give them your money, your ID, your everything, your birth certificate, and they put it in their office and they lock it all in there and they have wow. the only access Whoa. to it. For everyone. Yeah. And they go through all your things. They take out anything that they think is not good, which is anything like Disney, not religious, anything with words or anything. My brother loves Spongebob. They took all yeah. the Spongebob stuff, That's threw it out.
0: That's awful. The four year old. Yeah. That's awful. Took
2: all his little stuff that he loved. Like he was obsessed with him. And now he doesn't even remember loving Spongebob because wow. he was at the camp for so they long. They just
1: stole a whole part of
0: his life right there. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so he doesn't ha- remember. How old were you when your mom first got into the program? I
2: was 15. Okay. So, so were... when I got there, I just turned 16 when I got there. Okay. So I had two years. I was like stuck there. So you there from, sorry. sorry. Yes, okay. 16 to, uh, how old you were there? Um, Well, my mom was there for six years. So technically from 16 till... Um, I was 23, or 22, I was dealing with them, because my mom was there, and that's where I lived, technically. Yeah. Going to college, come back, try and call it, like, oh, wow. they don't help they you. they let you go
1: to college, they let you leave to go.
2: There was only one college they said we had to go to, or <laughs> following God's will, or if we didn't oh, wow. go to this one college, then we were doing that work- I wonder how that would work. Yeah.
1: I really did, I was like, wow, like, they let you momentarily <laughs> escape, and no nope. Yeah. Wow.
2: Even when I was 18, I was a senior, they wouldn't let me have a cell phone, and we couldn't oh, have a job. awful. We had to, like, ask. They wouldn't show us how to go to community college or anything i didn't know anything about real life how to get a car apartment nothing like that that's i terrible. learned it all
0: myself that's terrible so you're yeah. 15 years old and mm-hmm. your mom has to go well she decides to i guess say she yeah. decides to go to this place it's supposed to be a three-month program a three-month program <laughs> and she leaves you
2: and your siblings yeah so it's you and two brothers mm-hmm. so i was we were 15 12 and nine and, and then the four-year-old was with my
0: mom oh okay he went with her right away mm-hmm. okay and then how long was it between the time that she left and you went there
2: literally like four months so she went in like April 2009 mm-hmm. and we were there by the time it was Ju- July 2009
0: okay and you were then 16 mm-hmm. okay. about
2: to be 16 I September that year 2009 I was 16.
0: do you remember what the first day there was like for you?
2: Yeah, it was it was horrible. Like I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um excuse me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. Um they just looked them looking through all my stuff, they took my music, like my piano music. I think I snuck like a CD player <laughs> in. So that was that was my good. <laughs> but okay. um, no, it was just terrible. It was in shock. But like I told you on the phone when mm-hmm. we spoke like before, um, they had a friend like assigned to me to like Pretend to be my friend from the moment that I got there because they knew how I was a teenager, and most of the kids that were there got there when they were like eight, seven,
1: five. Way way more impressionable and easier to control. Yeah, they were
2: younger when they were there. Now they were teenagers there, so I had kids my age there Mm -hmm. and younger kids there too. But I knew what normal life was, and I went there, and I'm just like, um, what is this? So they put a friend on me right away, fake. Like I was 16 and she was 22. And in college, like, she got to go to county college, but, like, everyone else was stuck. But if you were a staff member that was there for, like, 10, 15, 20 years, then you could free roam do whatever you want.
1: Right. They already have you now. Yeah. you're not going to go anywhere else. They have us,
2: the staff people, they, like, go to their families in Newark. They would go to New York. Mm -hmm. They would go to uh, vacation. While we're all stuck there, we can't see our families. We can't even call our families. Right. They had a whole opposite life. Like, there was, the way the campgrounds were set up, there was, um... Like a little bridge that would lead to the parking lot and it was like we couldn't cross that little bridge to go to the parking lot like we couldn't even go over wow. there like we'd just see them come and go and like we couldn't we didn't even have a car to leave that's crazy so even tell me about you
0: you've mentioned the blackout period mm-hmm. what's
2: that it's like you can't speak to anyone in your family no friends no nobody until they thought it was just 30 days for most people mm-hmm. but i think eventually they changed that to like well for me specifically they changed it to three months
0: why is that why did, why was it longer for you
2: i think just because they knew how i would tell the director because she like, we visited my mom. Like, uh-huh. they would, the people we were with, they would bring us to our mom to see her. Before you was there. there. Yeah, just to visit. Uh-huh. You're in a program, where we're going to visit you. Uh-huh. And, like, when we went there, we didn't know they were going to convince us to come here the whole time. So, we went there, and the director has me in her office, just me and her, uh-huh. trying to convince me. It's in the Bible. You need to come here. Um, And I'm like, no. And I wouldn't <laughs> even look her in the face. And I'm like, no, I don't know. That's right. not what that means like my mom was abusive like these people i'm happy like i feel loved it's like a family mm-hmm. unit or whatever and i literally grew up with them they were in the hospital when i was born they're my family right. more than my actual family mm-hmm. so it was just ridiculous that they would chop like my whole life off and tell me i can't speak to anyone that was traumatizing to me i can
0: imagine like i wrote journals what,
2: what on? um like
1: did you realize they were trying to bring you guys into something that you know was structured the way that it is
2: yeah just because of the conversation i we all had a bad like i had a bad feeling about it they were they didn't realize it was a cult but like mm. the parents we were with but they still didn't want us to go they knew like why is your mom dragging you she always is dragging you guys she always is ha- like this is her like it's not you guys don't need rehab like we want you guys to live your life and like my mom didn't care about that she just listened to them and dragged us away wow. from everything so yeah i told them i hate this place i don't want to be here and you're taking me from my life and that's why they kept me from people <laughs> wow and those people would write letters saying she grace you know she can have her decision at 18 she mm-hmm. can leave just mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. reminding them i have my own right 18." Right.
1: well it's good if someone at least was standing up for you mm-hmm. uh you, even though i had no I mean, clue
2: about it <laughs>
1: but yeah i mean it would have been better if you did have a clue about it mm-hmm. but yeah i guess that's the way they work they want to keep you under mm-hmm. the shroud so that you can't yeah. get any outside influence yeah yeah uh deter other people from listening to what they've got to say mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and they even i found this out afterwards by the way this was years later that i even found out that they wrote letters and all this stuff so I they kept even all know. of that from you mm-hmm. and they said you know they were close to possibly getting a lawyer which i personally wish they would have yeah because you know it wasn't you're at a place just it was supposed to be three months six months they told my mom she needed to be in there for 18 months then they changed it to two years then they changed wow. it to two and a half years that my mom was in that program
0: mm-hmm. so tell me about the uh because you're you were you're considerably older tell me about the friend that you had that they forced onto you
2: yeah she
0: what was her purpose what what? how did that go? she
2: literally i think she was supposed to make me have fun like it was like, she would get, like, her mom ran the kitchen, so she would get me, like, special, like, snack that no one else could get. Or she would take me outside, and we would hang out and talk and mm-hmm. chill. And she, like, even they would let her take me off. And then the other kids hated me because they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. She was giving me special treatment. so, actually, she was my only friend then because wow. the other kids didn't like me. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you guys come in and get special treatment. Well, they have wow. been in, like, lockdown mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even the staff kids, they were mad at me that know? was like the
1: perfect move right there yeah force her to have just the one
2: friend and that yeah. one
1: friend is the mole
2: right so she, she would, would tell everything that i would tell her like right, that was even my personal question. business like nothing even about it would just be like that maybe that i don't want to be here and then i want to talk to people that i miss mm-hmm. and like just stuff in my personal life that happened to me mm-hmm. she would run and tell her everything.
1: wow that's awful. H- how long did it take before you realized what kind of person she was mm
2: um well actually i guess she was my friend at in the end in a way because she ended up telling me so i think really? it, like oh, okay. she she's the one that told me like wow. they told me to be this and then we ended up being like best friends for a while didn't see that so coming. yeah really <laughs> yeah just because like i guess yeah when you're in like a c- weird closed-in place it's like if you're my friend now i really i trust you like you're my only friend now right so it's like she was my friend that I clung to the so
0: most. How long? What? How long into this friendship uh, did she tell you that that was her purpose?
2: Mm, maybe like six months or so. Okay. I think I remember it being like maybe the next summer, and I would go with her. Eventually, I would end up going with them to their family in Patterson mm-hmm. and nowhere. Like I would get to go like all types of places and then, like get out, and that's what I liked the most about it because I would rather not be around my mom. <laughs>
1: So that <laughs> doesn't sound like a healthy relationship at all.
2: No, sounds kind of similar to the things you've
0: talked about. Yeah, no. <laughs> um,
1: we didn't. We didn't go anywhere. We kept our beatings in house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, when you got there, did you move into a space with your mother, or was it like you lived with right. a bunch of other people? Yeah. How did that go?
2: There was like this one big building where they had the kitchen, and then it was like. They called it The Lodge, and it was like, I don't even know what you call it. It looked like a group home or like a place where they have multiple rooms, multiple bunk beds. And they would put the mom with their kids in like their specific area. They put my mom and me and my brothers on this one section where we kind of had our own two rooms. Okay. So me and my like mom would be in one. And yeah, so it was like a house. <laughs> and then I had a kitchen downstairs and dining room. And then upstairs would be the rooms and a bathroom. And um up like it yeah i had a few floors like two three floors so how many other people lived in that same space as you (sighs) um it's just wow it's been a while um there could be i would say there could be 10 to 12 women maybe 10 to 15 okay women some of them could have kids Mm mm-hmm so anywhere between like ten and 20 uh yeah, more like 10, 10 to twelve ish women and they could have like two or three kids.
0: So was it all just was it only women or was it like women and their husbands or what was that like?
2: It's pretty much just women in that and it was mostly yeah, just a ministry for women and children. Okay. Which they would how did they not know about the children part when they were finding this place for my mom? I have no idea. Because mm-hmm. that's what they tell people. We're a ministry for women and children. And it's like, they didn't know that when they brought us there. Okay. Very weird. But yeah, they were all in one building and the staff had separate houses. Some staff would be in like, mo- like the same house and they had multiple different rooms. Like they were mm. pretty big houses. Okay. Did they, they have multiple staff? families? Mm-hmm.
1: Did you guys feel cramped by the way in the, the, the dwelling?
2: Yeah, for sure. So- like I was just in like two bedrooms. With my mom me and my mom so it was enough to fit in a bunk bed two sets of bunk beds Mm -hmm. in the room and a desk and a dresser and they had those you know those um college like uh dresser looking things where it's just like a wardrobe yeah and Mm -hmm. you get a drawer at the bottom like so i got one closet and a drawer at the bottom and that's it and they fit me and my three brothers and my mom in two tiny bedrooms kind of like it's crazy this size a little bigger just to fit the bed yeah, than another we're one. We're sitting in a
1: 10 by 10 room right now. Yeah. About the size of my closet. Yeah. yeah about <laughs> like
2: the size two of, of these closet. was the rooms that we stayed in, me and my three brothers wow. and my mom. Wow,
0: that's, that's terrible. I Mind you, I do it.
2: my mom being what she was and me having to share a room with her mm-hmm. was a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> what was the point to not allowing males in with the women who came in?
2: I think just because the women could have been abused, they could have... Been on drugs they could have been oh, a I prostitute so they, they could
1: have been the, the women bringing the problem with them
2: yeah or just like to have women and men then you have problems with people trying to do stuff around, yeah. right. and that yeah. type of stuff so it's supposed to be for women and children and they only allowed that one couple that were already married with their children come and the guy the maintenance guys there was like two of them <laughs> and they stayed in their own house and then the only other man was the husband of the director oh the director
1: was married yeah i don't i just assumed she was single no uh, yeah was you know, actually married and totalitarian
2: <laughs> she pretty much was Maybe. and he just took over the money and she did wow. everything else you know, she like, was in charge of everyone and everything carol
0: baskin oh you know how she was y'all have tigers out there <laughs> <laughs> no oh
2: god it did, well it was a big campgrounds but no so what about uh, I, I wanted to say something yeah. about
1: that it sounds like a campgrounds kind it is
2: woods yeah. around it. it's an like yeah, Warren so fairly, County. So fairly
1: isolated. Yeah, Warren County's got some pretty vast
3: foresty
2: yeah, kinda areas. That's where it was inside pretty much of forest where you would it's not um, like on the main road or anything. You wouldn't see it.
0: Which would make sense though for a cult because mm-hmm. they don't want to be, you know, known mm-hmm. for yeah, their Actually I mean,
2: previously it was-, it was a wrestling like training camp. It was like a sports summer camp So that's why it was
1: set up the way it was. Yeah, with all there's the outbuildings like a the gym. Main, yeah, yeah there's
2: the, a the church. There's an stuff. office. There's a building for the women and children. And there's staff houses. And it's a big campgrounds. like big fields. They have like a comp- their own compost pile. Yeah. They have like guinea hens. They have a playground. They have up, even uphill into the mountains more. Another staff house. So it's just like, they had like a school bus. They had a um, flout things For their child, like everything was just they did it themselves. Oh, all I
0: heard was yes, guinea I'm from New it. York. So, guinea guinea what's a guinea it's hen? It's a uh, dying chicken. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I went there
2: either, but it's kind of like a chicken turkey thing. Yeah. I don't know. It like, looks chicken. like a little turkey thing, okay. I guess. Oh, okay, you
1: you can buy a guinea hen in a store to eat. Oh, can you? I don't, yeah, they're, yeah. Small, they're small. Again, they're little. all I know is it's what just a like a bird. If you just see the, the stripped corpse, it looks like a little duck or well, a big duck, but a little guinea hen. Why would you need it?
0: You know what? I don't, I don't want to know don't why you think know. You. Of, course, of, of course you have. I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna research this when we're done. Come on. But yeah, no, <laughs> that's
2: part of their um promo though, for to have a nice grounds. They have like a, a pond, and so okay. they added that in the picture with a little bridge, Right. a little oh, yes. swing. Make it look perfect a of course. little, you know, a little picnic table, paradise to get you back on your flowers. feet. flowers, and guess who worked the grounds? My thirteen-year-old brother. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, um 14-year-old brother working like to eight, ten, ten hour shifts. Me, like, if you get in trouble, what? like, I would be pulling weeds age. in the garden, things, and I worked the kitchen for pretty much 40 cents an hour <sighs> for, like, two years.
0: Wowful. And That's
2: then they finally wildful. got me, like, 40 bucks a week, and then it finally switched to, like, maybe 100 a week when I was in college. Oh, dear okay so let's let's talk about that that that's 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 interesting yeah
0: what was your day like so were you was there like a set time you were required to wake up what were your things you had to do while you were there
2: extremely scheduled for everyone everyone pretty much had the same entire schedule except if you were like the director and you could do whatever you want all day and the core staff which was like five staff and they all like Pretty much did whatever. Okay. And everyone else had to wake up early, like 5, 6 Mm a.m. You had to do your devotions, read the Bible. Right, of course. Literally, the director herself would call me every morning because I'm not a morning person. And she would personally make me wake up early so that i would force me to do devotions and talk to me every morning until i would do it but how does she know if what you did jerk. it or not like how, how <laughs> do they all the staff would go around and make sure like you have to open your door have your light on at a certain time get up breakfast is at the same time for everybody so you had to Everyone be reading school yeah you had, had to, to be up, bible lights on so And like, by checking on, on you like then making guards. sure that you do you have to do it okay you get in trouble um so you do your devotion have, like, the merits on. system like you're in school oh god yeah, for even the women and everybody. So, um, but yeah, wake up, have breakfast, then mm-hmm. you go to like, then you go to s- homeschool, which they made us wear uniforms. I never had a uniform in my entire life. Oh I had to wear God. a skirt and a stupid thing uh-huh. in homeschool and For do that days. the yeah, whole yeah, day and even in the summer you had 30. the same routine you just didn't have school but okay. you still had to go out and be around everyone you mm-hmm. still had to be with the teachers in the summer awful like but
1: they don't want you to get too far away from that control umbrella. no yeah
2: All even right. in the summer you could not sleep in you still had to have breakfast at eight in the morning you still had to go work and you had well, to I'd be, be, be doing something Even if you weren't getting paid, you had to do something. They made me work in the office when I first got there and answer phones Wow. when I I first got there. I don't
1: think the Bible says anything about keeping a schedule.
2: I'm pretty sure it doesn't. The same routine every single day. I've read it a couple of times,
1: but I was younger. Still pretty sure nothing about getting up at 8 o'clock. In
2: church like every day.
0: Okay, so wake up, (laughs) (laughs) devotion, breakfast. yeah, School till what time?
2: Till at least three or four I think around four and then me they made me they asked me but pretty much made me work in the kitchen like six days a week so when I was done with school I had to go right and work in the kitchen and get dinner ready for the whole house
0: four o'clock till what time are you doing kitchen at least I
2: had to do and they're so meticulous and so OCD I was not out of the kitchen until at least eight o'clock seven thirty eight o'clock
0: okay so seven thirty eight o'clock you're done and
2: then I have maybe schoolwork or I have to shower wow. or I have like I'm a 16 year old and mm-hmm. I just spend my whole day doing that and then I had like an hour to myself and whatever
0: so then lights out is a thing at too. a
2: certain time yeah mm-hmm. I think it was around 10 o'clock, at least 9 to 10, the lights have to be out. Wow, so they
1: didn't even let you just like stay up and no, maybe be tired in the morning you if you got up on time. You couldn't even be
2: downstairs at all in the dining room area. You can not even go down there until a certain time.
0: I, I want to talk about this because you said this to me while we were talking on the phone about the food, about eating. Yeah. You said that everybody is required to eat <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. You have to
2: Yeah, they would call it like a thank you portion. And they had a meat of like a vegetable, a start, like one of everything that you're required to give people. And they would make you take like a little bit of everything and you had to eat it all, everything on your plate. Or they'll make you sit there. They would make kids sit there. They would make adults sit there. (laughs) This sounds like my parents program. (laughs) 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 And it would be food bank food. It would either be good or not good. and Spoiled food um they like tried to be good about dates and things like okay. they actually kept the rules they were like i said pretty ocd about the kitchen itself but like mm-hmm. they would force you to eat stuff that was like gross sometimes See, I, That's i weird used to, to
1: live you. in uh the same town that that's in mm-hmm. um and they did a good job keeping it a secret because i had never heard about it wow. even having lived, th- lived there that's mm-hmm. crazy but, uh i lived out of food banks for a while down there mm-hmm. and uh not great sometimes you get some no. some good stuff but really they would go really to the know, northwest cap stuff northwest cap was one of the better ones because you yeah know, they get some a government food bank? funding yeah okay it's a it's it's a program that helps uh kids and women and stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah they also offer food bank services down that way hmm. uh, mostly though churches and stuff they do food banks so it's like what's donated but what other people don't want okay um uh, so yeah. yeah that's or expired from food. the store Ugh. after
0: yeah so by day after after to get right oh, okay okay i i feel weird about that thing though but well, having to eat having to eat some of everything my first thought is even
2: if you didn't like it yeah like what what,
0: are you are they putting something in the food that's that's, i guess
2: what you would think i mean i worked in the kitchen all Mm -hmm. the time and i cleaned everything prepped everything served everything i didn't see anything you, like that you never that. put
1: anything in the food no <laughs> no i had to eat the food <laughs> why would i do okay. that okay everyone ate the food i saw everyone yeah. eat the
2: food the staff everybody so ate again
1: it. it seemed like more of a control thing like uh this is what yeah. we are required to get you yeah everyone uh, has it to sounds do like the they same might have thing. been getting some kind of government benefit or something or taking a yeah. tax break from the government by the for way because sure. it sounds like they have to provide yeah x sir. amount of stuff for you guys mm-hmm. like a balanced meal mm-hmm. yeah they and do so now, like you have to eat it because they had to pay for yeah, it. Yeah,
2: like salad. Everyone had to get salad, and it was like just the nasty. control
0: thing makes yeah, sense. Another what you said. Control, control, control,
2: everything you did was controlled. Everything, single thing, all day.
0: Yeah, that's so. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I got to go back to the devotion and, and the church stuff. Yeah. What was it that they were trying to preach to you guys, or, or to to get you guys to believe or follow or whatever?
2: um it was just interesting because i grew up in the church and like i was saved when i was little mm-hmm. um and i believe in god and just everything that i learned was not what they were talking about mm-hmm. but they claimed to be christian too and not really a denomination okay that's what i grew up with no denomination okay yeah I've gone so to there's no like strict rules or anything you're mm-hmm. not like they're not judgy they're not like that it's mm-hmm. pretty come as you are type of thing pretty normal
1: the way the book
2: um, says yeah yeah pretty normal very like that's what i grew up in you know there's kids club and there's little fun thing like whatever and then you come here and it's just like everyone's so somber and it's so serious and mm-hmm. it's so they'll show you stuff about the world and they'll say like bad stuff is coming and if you're not like saved then like you know then i guess you're in trouble type oh. of thing like look so they at really your try stuff to scare they it used, into used fear you. that's that called fear porn Fear yeah. porn. They used porn fear porn mm-hmm a thousand percent to drive their idea they would show like persecution of christians around Mm -hmm. the world but like vivid stories and reenactments of it yeah and children would have to watch it too so even small kid. everyone had to be there and they would show this (sighs) twice a week awful about persecution stuff and they would make you pray about it and it was pretty scary as a kid like
0: my mom told me a story about that. She, uh, when she was a kid, there was a pastor that used to preach the fire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said every time they, they would preach, do that in the preach, south a lot. <laughs> yeah, every time that's they my would kind preach. Of oh, that's horrible. She said she would be terrified. And she said it was years later that my grandmother told her that she used to be scared of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well either way, either way the guy um <clears throat> years later killed his wife. Because you know, good old fire and brimstone shit. Right. So far in the air. Uh no, uh, this, this is a little further south than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh how
1: much further. Oh oh yeah. Out of the country further. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> <laughs> I forgot your Caribbean. I yes. <laughs> <Alex, laughs> I forgot your <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, <laughs> oh So gosh. when when I hear that, you know, I I am very opposed to the fire and brimstone stuff. Yeah, so I same. I hate that that fear porn stuff. It's horrible. Or
2: even just like, oh you just disrespected just your mom. Like, are you even saved? Like, oh, right, it doesn't look like it. Just <laughs> finger pointing. Yeah. yeah. It just makes you hate everything. And yeah. And like, is this God? If this is a God that you're talking about, then I think he hates me. Or like, I think right. everything's just about anger and hate. Right, you're not doing enough. And like, she would call you out. Like, in this chapel, mind you, is not that big. Um, It's, I don't even know. It's not that big at all. Like, a very small room. That fits a couple pews mm-hmm. and a piano and a computer. And at the whole entire camp would be there. And if you weren't raising your hand or doing something, oh, call my brother out. Oh, you're not raising your hand high enough, or you're not doing this in front Stop of everyone. She'll wow. call you out so in front of everyone.
1: You've got uh, the mandatory Demidium. devotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They set your schedule for yep. day and night. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they harass you, finger yeah. point at you mm-hmm. if you're not doing things the way they want you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you eat what you were fed. Uh, you eat all of what you were fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they assigned you a friend mm-hmm. uh, who ended up telling them everything you do. Right. These these folks really had it together in that sickening kind of way, where yeah. you know, like they're really driving home the the uh, the fire and brimstone right. for the children, and, right? Yeah, because when you're young, all that stuff sticks so mm-hmm. much better. Like I feel like you were probably a bit lucky mm-hmm. because you were old enough to be conscious of, of some of the things going on but you were resistant already mm-hmm. yeah they didn't like me because
2: i was argumentative and oh you are the problem for them you yeah, are the biggest problem I they was. come
1: across people like you who mm-hmm. are skeptical mm-hmm. and resistant and you don't want to go along with that whole control program mm-hmm. you want to talk to people outside mm-hmm. uh, that really jeopardizes their whole thing yeah the problem
0: was that you were too old for them to to get into yeah. your head do you remember the documentary mm-hmm. you recommended to me jesus camp
1: oh yeah that is crazy you ever see that jesus
0: it, camp Oh, it's about um evangelicals mm-hmm. you know that's what but you want to do the no the ju- really... i'm not judging your life but <laughs> i don't like how i felt judged right. <laughs> through that right you know,
2: no yeah you,
0: yeah yeah so they're teaching the children you know and one of the first of all they have a pledge they teach these children mm-hmm and in the pledge they talk about abortion mm-hmm. like if you're, you're five years old what the hell right. do you know about abortion right. and who are you to judge my life you little shit right. anyway you know no, you little motherfucker get pushed down no I'm and- you're never too
1: old to push somebody down <laughs> in the playground <laughs>
0: um they they have the kids and they teach them how to pray Mm -hmm. and they tell them when you get to a certain point in the prayer you have to speak in tongues what yeah what do you mean you have to speak in tongues i thought that was something that came natural if you feel it you do it
1: um it's supposed to be a phenomenon Yeah. it's supposed to be something that you're you're learned in exactly (laughs) i've gone
0: to churches i've seen people do it yeah yeah and that from how i perceive it it was a natural thing but they're telling these children they're supposed to do it they teach them um, they show them, like, uh, little figurines of fetuses and, and trying to teach oh, them that same. abortion that's is bad. you have a little four, five, six, seven-year-old kid, kid yeah. talking Things about, you gotta are. save the baby. What?
2: That's pretty much, yeah, at the camp, they would just talk about everything, like, and that's what people call it, is the camp. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's
2: what they called it, that's but... What, um,
0: that's what made me think of that.
2: Yeah, like... They didn't care the the child would be ba- babies yeah. up until everyone would have to be in there. It'd be mandatory. That's there awful. would be a lot of things that were mandatory.
0: So the using the, the fear porn, as I called it, mm-hmm. um, was that a way to get these women to stay there?
2: I think so. I think they made it seem like we are the ones that are... We're praying for the ones that don't know that something... Bad coming. We're praying for the ones that aren't saved because we're saved. We're good. Gotcha. And we're Mm going to pray for three and four and five hours (sighs) because that's what we need to do. And they would make me play piano all night long for them like singing their songs or whatever like two in the morning
1: i think that's ironic since they took your piano music and didn't let you have contact with your mentor or anything Mm -hmm. but then they're they're gonna take that that love for music that you had Mm -hmm. and make you use your skill that's That's for them to help them
2: and they wanted me to like teach everyone piano and like teach the kids and do the and that i'm like i can actually do stuff and like the director wanted me to teach her piano because she said that I wasn't spiritual enough to be continue Bitch. to play piano, so she wanted me to teach her wow. she, so she could play the piano. That's just of super me. easy Awful. to learn piano. <laughs>
1: right. I, I played piano for a little while. <laughs> she might just have like 60-some. I, I don't know if y'all know this, and he might hate me for saying so, but Samad plays piano. Yeah,
0: <laughs> You told me that. I got to talk uh-huh. to Samad about that next time yeah, he's here. Y'all can email us he about does. that, too. Let us know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the day. We talked about... uh the purpose of you know getting women there i don't know how to put this the right way let's talk about the money yeah <laughs> no, put it that way. seriously the money, the money. so you told really me you to have me. to give from what i recall from our conversation like if you, you correct me yeah you have to give everything mm-hmm. your whole life
2: yeah like we had a house my mom had a van mm-hmm. like she had mad kids like, <laughs> like we have a vehicle we had our whole life and she had to sell the house and sell her car and give it back like you could not they said that was a stipulation you can't own a house and you can't have a car when you come here
1: no possessions
2: not that interesting
1: that's something outside of the camp that right can control you yeah oh, you like have to liquidate. Take care of yeah thing or you know and then they
2: i that actually thinking back it's like why would you sell your house for a three-month program or for really? a three-month right month just program. It, it just doesn't make any sense actually makes zero and it's like some of this stuff. I'm just like, how oh, do these people a little bit not know? Like, this because is a they're fishy. desperate for
0: help. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. get that. I'm part. like, when we're taking yeah. this
2: stuff out of my house, it's just like, why did we do that? Right, to just get some help for a little bit. It so makes they, no sense.
0: So she sold all of those things to and, get and them gave them all the money.
2: Like, yeah, she pretty much went with cash or like went with her card of money, and mm-hmm. like they had access to it and they would use it for like us and not tell her she like they took her money for us to do stuff where they took or told her to use her money because what they would do was get funding for everyone right mm-hmm. but for some reason because my mom had some money they wouldn't give her the benefits of like being uh, there and getting like special treatments they like looked at her like she had money and she didn't have money she was right. a single mom she was a nurse mm-hmm. single mom though that put me us through private school and we had you know all the stuff that 15 and 4 year olds need like yeah so it's just like she didn't have money like this like that she had like maybe a savings and it was gone within two years they spent all her money they made her use all her money within two years i believe and then they wouldn't let her get her nursing license they wouldn't let her get a car or an apartment or anything until the year that it like closed which was six years later okay and
1: what were, were you privy to any of the reasons why she couldn't go out and get the nursing license or go out and get an apartment because, I mean, they, they've got it set up like that's what they're supposed to be yeah. helping you to do, helping you to recover exactly. from something, uh, get some R&R if you need it, and then get back yeah. into into life.
2: No, it's just like they would just take if you did something wrong and kind of hold it against you. Like my mom says she started an argument with staff person. They'll not add time here thing like oh you had this argument you must not be ready we're gonna add three more months do you wow. want if you're not this good like you, you did this or oh your attitude i think you need three more months like they were just in charge and they could just say my spiritual thing tells me that you're not this or you're not that it's like they she was in charge she was in control like everyone looked to her that's all everyone looked to her as the director and had all the answers and she is the one that Made everything. No one had their own, like, right to anything. Right. Pretty much. You had your not, you didn't have your own say, which is why they didn't like me.
1: <laughs> no teenager <laughs> likes that, I can tell you. Nope. Uh, I was one of those once, and I didn't want to listen to a fucking thing anybody had to say.
2: Mm-mm. Like, they would pay us, I think, $10 a week at first to work in the kitchen, and then they would make us tithes. To the church some of that ten dollars or that twenty dollars they would it. give us we would have to give some of it back to them and they would force us to do that
0: i've been debating tithes <laughs> for years my
2: twenty dollars yeah. i work six days for yes.
0: <laughs> that's awful i had i've had people explain because i don't understand it i've had people explain tithing to me so many times and it doesn't make sense where does it say again where does it say that you have to give this particular amount of money? Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. It does say somewhere in the Bible. Yeah, that there's says, a certain percentage you're supposed yeah, to give. Yeah, 10%. Mm-hmm. But what if you don't have it? Like, what if you're, you know, a single mother, four then, children? Then that tithe is supposed to go to you It should be if in, you can't yes.
1: afford it. Right. right. So that's, that's the whole that's idea what behind the, it. Right. But if you look in the book Cadillac, verse 3, chapter
0: 4. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
2: no, yeah. I mean, I guess the point is, just, like, you give back and, like, you get blessed double like that's what it says in the bible so like if you give it back to god god will bless you triple or double than you thought if you have
0: nothing to give then what you know what i mean yeah yeah, it doesn't make sense
2: it's hard to should i pay this bill or am i supposed to exactly like it's hard to know what you're supposed to do i think you just have to
0: use your discretion i guess yeah Mm -hmm. i
2: mean between you and god i don't really think that should be like a Someone telling you, I feel like you should have Absolutely. to Absolutely. I agree know, with you. Because it's hard someone telling you, you need to give me $500 of your money. It's Absolutely. Just like, how are you telling yeah. me? But that's what they would do. They would say, Grace, if you don't tie, then we're kicking you out and you can't stay here. And just like, kick me out to where?
3: <laughs> where are
1: you <laughs> to where?
2: allowed to run to? In the middle of New Jersey. I'm not are going to kick you out that parking lot <laughs> right. on the other side of yeah, the bridge. Yeah, no, they would. They <laughs> so would. They'd it. say, bye and wouldn't wow. care. So yeah. what happened
0: when you rebelled? What did they do to you when you weren't doing what they wanted you to do?
2: um they would like give you they would they started treating me like one of the women there and they would give me like the merits and if I did something that was bad then I had to like do cleaning and I had to do like work in the kitchen and other like just stupid stuff like that or just Mm. they would have meetings all day long you did one thing it was like let's have a meeting or like some of the women it's like they had too many rules and like It's normal to hug your friend, right? Mm -hmm. That's a female. Mm -hmm. I'm a kid and I'm hugging my friend. Yeah, of course. A a woman that was in the program, she'd see that and go, "Oh, they're hugging. Oh my god!" Because like they just make everything awkward. Like keep girls and boys separate. Nobody touch. Nobody being inappropriate. No people of the same sex couldn't touch. Yeah, it's like you can't. Be near. It's like they didn't want any like interaction. Like no I couldn't closeness. just be like the, that,
0: That's so be, like, weird because you and, like, that's our natural yeah. way of being.
2: And they treated. Me, they would always out like treat me weird. And I literally had a huge meeting with some of those women mm-hmm. and the director and my mom and people telling me you hugged someone and it made someone think that are you gay? Da, da, da. It's Ugh, just like
3: just
1: stop um, it. God forbid you they, be gay. I
2: know, literally, and they put the vibe. Don't out start there. me on that one. You know and me. So, I- you start no, me with that. No, honestly, it's I like that, that type of thing would put that thing in someone's head if it wasn't there, which it wasn't, and then they did it's that awful. in my head. You know what I and mean? And even if it was, so the fuck. What? And so what? But I mean, the, you know, that yeah. type of stuff that messes with you is like, mm-hmm. oh, people looking at me like I'm gay. Okay, okay, well if they think awful. that, then oh, mm, who cares? Awful. Like
0: <laughs>
1: maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I, I am, I and I don't, don't care, don't care, don't care don't now
2: right. because now that's
0: crazy. Yeah, it's just like, ugh, it was crazy. So your mom gave all of her money.
2: Yeah, and uh, even as a staff, they would give her $50 a week. Oh, for- she
1: made it to a staff position.
2: Yeah, she did eventually. after Because she stayed there a total of about six years. So they moved out, my mom and my brothers, like January 2015. Mm-hmm. So she wow. stayed there the whole time. So wow. April 2009, January 2015. Wow. How
1: long did it take before they trusted her in a staff position? Like before they stopped um, treating her like she just came in and they want everything? I
2: mean, they kind of treated my mom weird like that the whole time. Like... Um, they just told her everything. They told her how to treat us. Like if we mm-hmm. did stuff, she'd be like, "You don't need to do that for those kids." Or even as we're, we would live with her, even outside of the camp, my mom would still talk to her, and she would be like, "Those kids, you should just kick them out." And it's like you told us we need to be with our mom, and mm-hmm. you told us that God wants children with their mom, and now you're telling my mom the opposite after the camp closes mm-hmm. that she needs to kick us out. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why that's are you telling crazy. my mom to kick us out? That's crazy. Because
1: now they don't need your mom to stay there anymore. Right. Having you guys there was like an anchor. She couldn't get homesick for her kids and say, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm right. going to go back to my other three kids that I didn't bring with me. Right. Because now you're there. There's nothing for her to bring. All about I'm sure she mm-hmm. talked
2: about us every day because, mm-hmm. I mean, single mom, like, that, we're That's scary kids. to
1: someone like the director. Because yeah. Because she's talking mm-hmm. about something on the outside yeah. that is mm-hmm. more important to her than whatever program yep. they're trying to direct to her
2: exactly and so uh, i mean two and a half three years she was a stab eventually but then my mom's a nurse and she's doing like she's a homeschool teacher and she's watching kids and oh. she's doing stuff on the grounds wow. and working in the kitchen and they wouldn't let her be a nurse they Being wouldn't than what she truly is yeah, yeah. It was, and that ass, messes with someone's mental mm-hmm. so but like my mom is not the same person anymore like that's all awesome. she's kind of like washed over disbelieved everything they said and has like bipolar and PTSD and everything mm-hmm. from them. So she can't even like function that well on her wow. own anymore. How did it affect you? Um pretty bad because it's like my mom kinda took reverse roles. So like the director became like her mom. Mm-hmm. So she was became really needy. And, they, and how they oh. how she made herself was like she's the mom of everyone on the camp. Mm-hmm. And like Mother's Day, Father's Day, they would do this big thing for them, mm-hmm. her and her husband. And it's just like my mom looked at her like you're my mom. Like you're yeah this is my family and I'm just gonna stay here forever and then so then after the camp now I'm realizing like my mom like I had to do everything for her I had to tell her her what to do every day yeah I realized why now like honestly as I'm just saying that it makes sense because that the director would tell my mom everything and then she was looking to help like help like she really was bad mentally and Mm -hmm. like I had to be helping her that's so, terrible yeah. that's terrible
1: once once they get you to that state where you're relying upon them yeah, yeah. Completely. That's, what, that's what makes it so hard to get away from something like that mm-hmm. because, yes you know now you're uh, exactly you're dependent upon them yes. to do things for you to help you to tell you how to do it mm-hmm. and my mom was mm-hmm.
2: completely high functioning rn she worked it, in a I mean, hospital. Yeah, it sounds like it. She, she had was a single mom four mm-hmm. kids and a job and mm-hmm. now she doesn't know how the to house. pay her bills then she doesn't know how to get an oil change she doesn't know how to do this that's or so her license. like she just can't just let it all go yeah she just is not functioning that it's, great.
0: it's a horrible thing when you have people that really need help mm-hmm. and you got these snakes that mm-hmm. come in and take advantage mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. terrible that's the lowest of the ball yes. Yeah. yes and just
2: like an example of that like just weird stuff like um the husband he so a rule was no facebook no netflix no anything mm. like that no of youtube course. no nothing like that mm-hmm. for anyone Outside right media. Staff right anybody like you couldn't even watch cable you couldn't have any none of the houses had cable right we had vhs and weird stuff Mm -hmm. but um you couldn't do any of that so why did the husband have stocks in facebook then (laughs) and netflix Uh... then why did were they making money and why did their kids have a lot of money like i would go shopping with them when like stuff happened with my mom like we would stay with them a little bit and they their kids were buying clothes and it's like we went shopping and it's like they're just buying all the stuff and it's like oh you guys are rich and like why is my mom having to pay all her yeah, stuff yeah. and why can't you help her and how probably, is it
1: that you're spending my mom's money literally terrible yeah they
2: they were making money off of the women yeah they just would take there was one lady who had control of all the stuff in a safe
1: that's ridiculous yeah, yeah.
2: that's that's
0: really bad so
1: like did did they, like, use the people's credit cards, too? Or did they just destroy the credit cards or what?
2: Um, honestly, I don't know. But they would sit there and help everyone with their finances. They knew all your money. They knew everything about all your business.
0: Wow. Of course they everything. did. Money grab. Money. At that. They have to be fully intrusive to have yes. full control.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then they kept control, even my mom, up until about 2014 still. How so? Just they just kept in the office. They wouldn't let her do certain things, Mm -hmm. and I would tell her like, "You're Mm -hmm. an adult. Why are they? They're Mm -hmm. not your parents. Like, why Mm -hmm. are you letting them give you fifty dollars? Take your money. Get your your stuff. Get your license. Get Mm -hmm. your car. Get your whatever." And they would keep her ID, and I just would try and tell her, but they brainwashed her. After three, four months, you're brainwashed. Awful, pretty Um, much. (laughs) Do Do you
1: associate with your mother now, or was that a, a wedge you couldn't get by?
2: Um, like I do. And even recently, within the last year or two, like she's just mentally not good, and I always feel like cause she's always dragging me into it. But as of right now, I'm not speaking to her right now because she gets in her things where like she portrays her anger onto me. So mm-hmm. I, right now, I can't even talk to her because I can't. If you don't want to get help with your mental, I can't. I can't help yeah, you. Yeah, that's part you.
3: of
1: the, the inevitable recovery. Process. And I'm she's not gonna, gonna project like, you know, all that onto everyone yeah. around her. Yeah. She
2: always projects onto me because I'm like the oldest and like. I don't know what it is, but she just always projects onto me. And so I can't... Well, you
1: you were the strong one. You were the one that yeah. resisted the whole time. Right. And now, you know, you're out here uh, away from that mm-hmm. and she needs someone strong to hold on to. Right. So it makes sense that she would project all of yeah. that onto you and try to make yeah. you feel guilty the right. way that the director would have done to her if she right. was resistant.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense.
2: And now she has a boyfriend and so she doesn't want to hear anything I have to say or anything anymore. Okay. And she put so, him in
3: that
0: someone place else's now problem. so yeah he yeah so can, he's probably now in control of everything yeah. that she does now too
2: Pro- probably
1: mm-hmm. well, it would make sense i mean she's probably looking for someone like that to replace yeah. grace now yeah that's
0: true. Sure. she definitely needs a. you know i hope that she finds healing
2: yeah for sure no i definitely do hope that because i mean half you know it's not her fault that they did that yeah and even it isn't they'll be like oh you should get on meds for your mental and then they'll tell you oh god said you're not trusting him enough so you should get off your meds and to do that to someone they did that to her maybe or three times that will confuse the hell out of somebody yes, it, of course it, it's worse each time you have like a you go backwards yeah, yeah. further yeah, each time so i know they like a lot of the reason why she is how she is so i do hope that she finally can just go to like a psychiatrist and therapist and just right. allow them to help her like there's rd there's like weird like eye movement therapy that they have like that helps people with ptsd yeah. and there's all types of different stuff that i wish she would just
0: but there are also therapists. She might need also a therapist specifically for people who have been in cults mm-hmm. to deprogram yeah. them. That's Absolutely. what she's the needs. she really needs. needed
1: is very important yes. for,
0: for people who escape from
1: situations She's like never that. That's, had that. That's literally what it is. Yes. You, you guys escaped a cult. A cult. Yeah. You got very And lucky. she
2: fell for it. And, like, mm-hmm. it started turning weird. Like, you know those churches that have, like, weird, like, creepy stuff that kind of goes on? Like, like, oh, like Scientology. The whole- <laughs> yeah, like, they got the whole, like. Demon side. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, that that's how it started to be at the end. Oh, which no. is finally when I spoke up with um my friend, he's the son of the director. We went to the president of the college that they all forced us to go to that actually mm-hmm. turned out to be more free, like a change with the new president. And mm-hmm. they had like a music studio. So me and my brother did that and we actually kinda went as like a stepping stone to like get out type mm-hmm. of thing. Cause it changed a lot. And and so actually the director didn't no longer liked the college that she all oh, forced, wow. tried force us wow. to go to. They changed the name and they changed the president who it was, wow. which the previous president was the director's best friend. Oh, oh, oh. oh. sense, right? Yeah, that makes sense. They had the same minds. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that college was very legalistic, very weird, mm. separate, very weird college. And then it turned, it turned normal, like community based, like it's not just so isolated like the camp, but, um. We went there. We told her about just the stuff and how horrible it is for kids and how it's not meant for teenagers and right. how terrible they are and make you hate everything and everyone, and to the point where her the director like her my friend his, um her son he was like crying to her and everything mm. and she was just like I can't stand people like that mm-hmm. because she was on the board of that big organization that where it, the camp was from. Okay, uh, okay. So okay. we talked to her and she was like. I don't like this at all. I can't really say much. She's a board member of this place. She's like, I can't really say anything, but I'll just say that I don't like this at all. And like literally that summer, that was probably the spring that summer the camp announced group meeting with everybody that it was closing and shutting down they didn't have enough funding anymore yes. wow you
0: said group meeting it made me think of something <laughs> when <laughs> maybe that's
2: so great
0: <laughs> what happened before it got shut down what what ha- would happen if someone said they wanted to leave was, um, there, was there a thing against that
2: yeah it would be like they would either give you an attitude like okay leave then if you want to be ungrateful and if you want to da 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 if you want to leave god's will and you just want to do your own thing then go ahead Mm -hmm. it would be like a negative thing it wouldn't be like okay you know what let's help you figure out how to get out no they didn't want to do that let's do the program the way it was just like okay pick have someone pick you up and that's it that's it then or yeah and then you just be banned it's like we're gonna pray for that person because they left
0: oh Oh god
2: (laughs) like
3: oh
1: they're
2: sinning they're they're living in the world
1: (laughs) god forbid you go get help for the stuff they call
0: exactly the stuff they were supposed to help you with yeah this place right that's awful
2: shunned you and if you left yeah it was a bad thing awful
1: so what led to the place shutting down in the end what made them close down and like Like what happened to the money where'd all the money go
2: right so they definitely did have a lot of money. But towards the end, before it got closed, they were starting to run low on money. Like, people were trying to figure out how they're going to make up money. Mm. And the one big church that we were all affiliated with, they stopped mm. watching them, and they switched to another church that was more southern. Oh, so wow. it, that was the whole hellfire brimstone. And that's when I completely checked out. I'm like, we are not. Wow. But they were mad at that church because I think they stopped funding them. They, they used to give some money towards... And I think because of certain oh, reasons. so they switched because the money dried and up. And the pastor, there was like a senior pastor who was the one that spoke to the director directly. He passed away. And I think a lot of things changed after that. Like mm. another pastor came that was the head pastor over. And so I think that's when she started doing more of her own thing. And then they lost funding from that big church and she started doing more of her own thing and they ran out of money. Wow. But what happened was when they were saying this meeting, they were like, we're going to give a stipend to everyone at least a little bit, including my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was there for that meeting. I remember them saying this. Well, the core staff, the people that were there a long time, got a couple thousand dollars. My mom got nothing.
0: Wow. And they gave
2: money to people that they liked, I guess. Um, And they didn't give my mom a dime. Wow. Um, so
0: she went there... Sold everything, mm-hmm. gave them everything, yeah. and left with nothing. Nothing, nothing. and give her she nothing. She didn't even get the help that she, that she went through. Terrible.
1: No. She oh my left goodness. with less than she came with. Yep. It, except Awful. problems. She left with more problems yeah. and less things. Mm-hmm. Less less family, really, because I mean, I imagine that kind of yeah. drove a wedge between you guys. Like she had to move, home.
2: like, just. She just moved to, like, Peaberg area. Wow. So she's not there anymore. She moved, she's in Pennsylvania now. Mm-hmm. Still over here, but, like, yeah. So. She couldn't even go back to our hometown. Like, just how do you do that? Because she had to get a job. She had to be a nurse to, yeah. to work to get a little car, like a little used car. And then yeah, it's,
1: like, it's like starting all over. Yeah,
2: find an apartment because you can't get an apartment without Only, money. And then exactly. we couldn't go back to our hometown because who are we going to live with? Who are yeah. we going to stay with? You cut all those ties you know for six yeah. years. You've
1: yeah. got nothing left on the that's, outside. I thought I d- couldn't even go back. On for the ride.
2: Yeah, I thought I couldn't even go back to those people or like they they forgot about us or. Right. Well, oh, yeah.
1: That, uh, I forgot for a second there that you guys were stripped of all the the letters and yeah. any any sign of care from the outside world. Right, exactly. like you guys right. must have been under the impression that nobody gave nobody them. cared.
2: Yeah, exactly. You feel like just everyone's moved on and they're not they can't help us and there's nothing we can do and we can't go back to them now cuz it's been so long. That's what you feel like. Yeah. It's terrible. Sure.
0: So what would you say to someone whose family is in a cult?
2: I would say this one's important because I know that me being in it I felt like I was trapped Mm -hmm. and couldn't speak to anyone without someone supervising. Mm -hmm. So that family, you even, I would say if someone's stuck in a place, go there in person. Mm -hmm. Try and speak to the person in person because like when they would come and visit us sometimes, like I could sneak in a couple things to them and like, you know, say it was not good or like, you know, you can try and talk to them and tell them because otherwise phone calls are monitored and there's, you're trapped that's literally I'm, i had no phone access to the outside or anything yeah no one's gonna give you their cell phone to call anyone they don't right. care that right. you they're miss all somebody. part of the program yeah and yeah. if you do talk to anyone you go into the office surrounded by everyone in the office mm. to make a phone call wow
0: so you yeah, no private, privacy no right? private so what about what would you say to someone right. who's in a cult right
2: want to get out <sighs> um you're in it man i think the only thing that kept me sane was like the certain jobs they that you had to do like you just kind of get involved in it Mm -hmm. so it's like you focus on that and also we i had music and like i'm a friend friendly person so like just making friends like you have to kind of make the most of it otherwise i think you would go insane because a lot of the women did yeah right for me i think i kind of just kept my sane mind by just trying to be as normal as I could in Mm -hmm. the place and not letting them get to me like talking to other people who knew this place was crazy helped me like remember that we can't fall trapped to all this stuff but I think it's really important for the family to even go in person and like make sure your family's not stuck in a weird place because Mm -hmm. phone calls don't work like they're not good enough or letters to the place is not good enough because right. like you need to show up with a could lawyer. Because not
1: delivered and yeah. phone calls can be monitored, just yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. To
2: go in person, either bring a lawyer, or bring someone that knows stuff about stuff. Like, actually go in person yeah. and get yeah. the people and help them. Because we don't have anything.
0: Like yeah. the law. The within. law. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's really important. Because
2: those people on the call have nothing. And it's like, where are you are going to start? You can't start anywhere. Right. Unless someone yeah. helps.
1: Did they have guns or anything there? Like, to keep you by force? Were you ever afraid of violence from them?
2: Um no they didn't have anything like that no it was more like just Mind mental. Control. No, that's, that's using mighty, religion mighty and, christian of them
0: i guess yeah they <laughs> use
2: religion and stuff like that the most bible scripture to throw in your face
1: so, someone thinking about getting into something like that what would you tell them to maybe look for if they're looking for help and maybe thinking of a place like that to go to for help
2: hmm. That's interesting because it's hard because the website is perfect right the testimony things are on there so it's really hard I would say hmm that's because they paint this this perfect picture yeah, that's very right. hard um I would say just ask questions ask like a lot of questions. look at the waivers if there was yeah. a waiver my mom signed I think I would be weary of waivers yeah, I yeah. Imagine why is there a waiver Mm -hmm. why do you need a waiver what are you doing exactly if you are uh,
0: if you're doing if you're on the up and up yeah you don't need a waiver you don't need an nda accredited rehab place like there should
1: not be a waiver right they were of of that and they
2: incorporated themselves so isn't that like a liability thing that you can't sue them directly yeah yeah crazy it
1: was they they had a a solid setup there to really fuck people up yeah
2: Actually, and I will say, it's still a ministry there. A different one.
1: Ugh. Is it the same kind of setup, do you think?
2: Yeah. I so think they're doing for the women, same thing, just under a different name. Different one. And even the director worked there, I heard, for a little bit. Oh, as not, as, not as the director. Not as the director, but as a staff. Well, oh, that's a good sign. I think well, now maybe, she's maybe a school bus there. driver. Yeah, But, but I don't know if she's uh-huh. a staff. Because she's still Fucking at that top. house that's there. <laughs> they still live in that same house. Wow. See,
0: I would feel like if she's still involved, she, she, she got to be... Cause you know she might just have somebody else at the head, and she's still running everything on the low. I hope I wouldn't not. trust I that.
2: Mm, I, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the idea of her working there. She was right <laughs> I, next to it. I'm sure she, you know, they knew she was a director, and yeah, I think they sold it to them. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. shady to me. I don't.
1: I don't know how much of, of uh, come to think of it, you've heard, but uh, the petty side of me has to ask if, uh, if there was anything you could say to the director now that you're free and building your life again. What would it be?
2: <sighs> Um, I mean I've always wanted to tell her just the reality of situation like you ruined people's lives Mm -hmm. you you gave PTSD to me and my brothers like my brothers have nightmares still and like just she traumatized people she was not helping people and she was not like the spiritual leader she was not good and like she just needs to know that someone needs to tell her like you're you were wrong you are wrong and you ruined a lot of lives and didn't help that many yeah yeah, she didn't, she didn't really get far many. off
1: of it either. Now she's a, a bus
0: driver. Good for her. Exactly. I'm glad she's not in that spot anymore. Because everyone we had to start their life people. over. There are a couple two. other places she should be too, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know.
2: Literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is clean content. yeah like, yes. Cle- cleanish I would, literally,
2: I would even say, like, I even saw her in passing one time and I just, like, shook immediately. Like, yeah, I could s- imagine. My insides. Yeah. yeah. You even asked me what to say to her, I'm, like, back. shaking. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I just would want to tell her you're wrong and what you did was mm-hmm. messed up.
0: Yeah, I understand. You weren't
2: That's helping my really family fair. or my brothers. You you Scoot traumatized me.
1: Yes. What what's your youngest brother's take from this? He would have been what ten when you guys got out of there? 10, 11 years old?
2: Oh yeah, he was around that. He was a fourth, fifth grade, and they like kicked him halfway out of his school year. Wow. So like he was like they did a homeschool thing and they shut down, but they were gonna let him finish. Mm-hmm. So he um they kicked him out. So I think he had like a bad vibe at the end him oh, kick, them kicking gosh. him out at, yeah. in fourth fifth grade so we yeah. had to find a public elementary school in them like in a february or march so the school year is almost over and they were so rude to say he can't finish his home school over there oh my just because he was that? like a little kid and did some funny yeah that kids do. yeah, like yeah like, of course right doesn't you didn't need to ruin our like help have our family have a harder time yeah yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, completely the opposite of what you were there for yeah exactly in the first fucking place mm-hmm. um so now, uh, it's been a while since you left there, right?
2: Yeah, it's been s- six years. Six years.
1: All right, so he's pretty close to an adult male now. Yeah, how, 16. How are 16. How are your brothers in general doing now? Right. What, you know, how, uh, like you said, they were affected by this negatively, yes. with the nightmares and everything. Yeah. Uh, are they able to build their lives? Like, are they working, doing their own thing? Like, yes. starting families and all, you know, people stuff.
2: For sure. No, I'm actually super proud of them. And even personally, like, I... um watch four and two-year-old girls like i'm a part-time nanny and i'm my own boss doing like instagram i was a group home manager and that was exhausting i'm sure So (laughs) i like being my own boss better but my brothers are also bosses Um, um my brother christopher he just turned 26 he's a a supervisor engineer over the engineering at UPS. So he works like some of that stuff and he has a girlfriend and they have an apartment and they have two cats. Shout out to (laughs) (laughs) Chris. Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel has a girlfriend also, and he's the big boss at target. Okay. Uh, Daniel, shout out to Daniel too. They have their apartment, but they're moving to the same building where my other brother's at and they're getting like actual big apartment. They're excited. Great.
1: So they're still, at least those two are still family unit. Yeah,
2: and they were doing like college and they were looking at like really technology wonderful. stuff. They're very smart. That's I'm really good. proud of them. That's really good. And Josh, he put a whole computer together himself. He's 16. Mm-hmm. He just got his first job at Giant. Good okay, job, Josh. Learning yeah, to Styles drive. Josh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that driver exam. <laughs> yes. Yeah, literally. Learn oh. the parallel park,
1: buddy. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's in the test, believe me. <laughs> good luck with that one, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. I learned how, so does, I learned does he how to still do for the remote? test and that
0: was it.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, he's with my mom, um, and my mom's, like, God help him. I don't know. Luckily, my mom has a boyfriend, and he's just kind of in his own. He does school online, and he goes to the gym, and he just chills. So, you know, my brothers check on him. They're always, like, hanging out and stuff, so we try to make sure he's good because we can help him but like our mom she doesn't want to help and it's it's right.
0: really good that you guys were able to get out of that mm-hmm. and thrive really yeah, proud of you together. and of them as well thank you yeah really sticking together oh, and i'm a
2: student i'm working and, on my business trying. administration oh
0: very good yeah so, good for you shout out you. to grace now <laughs> Here you go. we got all four of you Everybody yeah we're trying we're trying that's we're trying. <laughs> so- that, that, that's the most important part you know that it's great to see that you got, you're got. you making something of yourself and mm-hmm. not letting that keep you from right. being who you should
2: be. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Well, so thank you so much for coming on with us and sharing your story yeah, no and sharing with everyone else. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. No, I appreciate Thanks a whole lot. Uh, it was great talking to you and hearing your story. Good luck to you and yes. to your
1: family. Best of luck Thanks to you guys. guys. Best wishes to your mother. Getting through everything. Yeah. Again, shout out to your brothers doing so well. Yes. Shout yeah, out absolutely to your proud of them for yeah. sure. Yeah.
2: They're like the success story. <laughs> I'm like a work in progress, but they're for sure like a success. You will
0: get sure. there. Of them. You will absolutely get there. No, I thank no, you guys no. for just
2: listening no. to the story. Absolutely, that's what you. we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank
0: you, and uh mm-hmm. we'll catch y'all later. Coffee Cream and Convo is hosted by Heidi Potter and Tommy Brown with music from Otis McDonald. Check us out on Instagram at Coffee Cream and Convo for more content.
1: Coffee Cream and Convo is a Dead Savage production.